So here's my question. How do we receive the Spirit and the Spirit's gifts? How do we know if we've got the Spirit or if we've got the gifts? Like, how do I know if I've got the gift of prophecy? How do I receive it? I want to talk about that. There's a dance that we do with heaven. And uh, the Father leads the dance, but sometimes it almost feels like we are leading. There are some incredible passages that speak, for instance, we are co-laborers, co-workers with God. We're on the same team as God. We're with him. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So we're, we're yoked together with Jesus. That's pretty wonderful. Sometimes we could even get the feeling that we're leading the dance. There are passages that indicate that. For instance, James says, draw near to God and oh, so, so he's waiting for us to take the step. We draw and then he comes. So we're actually leading the dance at that point. He might have taken that from Malachi where Malachi said return to me and I will return to you. So there are times when we take the first step. And I say this because I've seen it hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating at all, I've seen it hundreds of times where people are ready to receive the Spirit or receive the Spirit's gifts, and they're reluctant to do anything until God asks and sometimes God asks you to take the first step. Do you remember the priests carrying the ark? And what were they commanded to do? Step in. And what would happen if they stepped in? The water was part. And what if they had said, I'm not stepping in until that water parts. I don't think I I don't think it would happen. God God said, "You do this, I'll do this." So there are times when God says to you, "Do this and I will do that." I see it often when I pray with people, for instance, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. I love to speak in tongues. Does that make me better than someone that doesn't? No. But it gives me something that builds up my faith. It strengthens me. And so it's a highly desirable gift. It doesn't exalt me. Maybe it brings me lower because I don't know what I'm saying. But the Holy Spirit does. And it's actually building me up. It's giving me strength. So it's something I'm glad I was given. 
I didn't want it. I remember in high school, I did not, I heard about the gifts of the Spirit, and I thought, eh. And I, for some reason, I don't know if it was pride, but I, I stiff-armed them. And then when I got to be a, uh, I just graduated from high school, and I was at a Bible camp where some of those people were there. I knew they were there. And I knew that they talked about the gifts. One was Pastor Alan Hansen. He was the dean of the camp. And something rose up in me, and I desired. And so I went to him late at night. The adults had already gone to bed. And I said, uh, I probably said it, Pastor Hansen, uh, would you pray for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And he said, sure. He said, how about tomorrow morning? And I wasn't a pushy kid, but I said, I'd really like to do it tonight. And he said, okay. And I said, could I be right back? And I rounded up. The kids stay up later than adults, right? It's 10, 1030, and the kids are still up, and high school, college kids. So I rounded up, and there were 20 of us. We went by the pool. And then he talked about the Holy Spirit. And as he did, my heart was burning. It was time for me. I, I knew God was doing something. And he, he, he was uh, just straightforward, just spoke about the Holy Spirit. I know my dad talked about the Holy Spirit before. I was listening now with ears. And uh, I had faith to believe for it. And so he started putting his hands on people and just going around the circle, and he started on the other side, and I was saying, hurry up, Alan, hurry up, to myself, not to him. I, I, I was eager for God to do something. And he put his hand on me, and then he prayed, and he gave me, God gave me the encouragement that if I opened my mouth, I would speak in a language I never learned before, which I, I did. So how, do you, how does that happen? How do, you, how do you open up and receive the Holy Spirit and the Spirit's gifts? Like, how do you receive prophecy, for instance? If I asked how many of you prophesy, we'd get maybe a third of you to say, well, how do you know if you do? I'm going to tell you this morning how you do. I'm going to give you four steps. First of all, you position yourself as a child. We are servants of the Lord, and to the Lord we say, aye, aye, sir. And we are children of the Father. And a child knows how to ask. A servant doesn't ask. A servant just does what he's told. And we have both responsibilities. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. And we say, I, I, sir, to the Lord. To the Father, we come as children. And we're told to come boldly. We often come timidly, but we're told to come with boldness, with confidence, because he's a father. And Jesus tells us about this father, and he tells us what he's like. And so he urges us. To come as children. Do you know that I have adult children? One is right here. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. 
nice to have you here this morning. His son Elliot is here, and Elliot and I happen to have the same birthday. Isn't that cool? She was kind enough to have the baby just before midnight. I was rooting for her. I was there, and the baby came. My birthday! So Elliot and I will celebrate on Friday. As a child, then, I have a different relationship with the Father as a child than I do with Jesus as the Lord. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. Now, it's not wrong for you to pray to Jesus. It's just not the way Jesus taught us to pray. We do not pray to Jesus. He is the access to the Father. He opens the door for us to get to the Lord, the Father of the universe. Jesus is not the Father. He is the brother. He is our elder brother. He is the one that shares his inheritance with us. He's the oldest son. He gets the goods, and he shares the farm with us. The Bible calls us joint heirs. So we get it all because he is willing to share it with us. But we don't go to him, we go to the Father. Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. And when Jesus taught the disciples to do that, I, they were shocked. I know they were shocked because that isn't the way they prayed. That's too personal. If you were in Israel today, you'd hear kids running after their dad and say, Abba, Abba, Daddy. But that's what we say when we come to the Father. Do the angels say father? Think about it. Do they? They do not say father. He is not their father. They are created beings. They are in a state that will not change. They are servants. Hebrews 1, are they not all ministering servants sent forth for the sake of those who will inherit? Inherit salvation. They serve us. They don't call God Father. We call him Father. And they look over the shoulders of those who wrote Holy Script because they marveled at this glorious plan that God was unfolding. The Father was unfolding. And they wish, probably, they could be a part of it. And they are as servants but they do not call God Father. You call God Father. So I encourage you in your prayers to pray as Jesus taught us to pray and say, Father. And I'll tell you why. Because when you ask, when you say, Father, you're posturing yourself as a child. And what do child's, children do well that adults don't do? They ask. When you get to become an adult, you quit asking a lot of questions, partially because of pride, partially because you want someone else to be the idiot and ask the question that you would like to ask, but you, you're embarrassed to ask. Children are full of questions, and they're willing to ask. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to come asking. Let me just read a few scriptures. One of Jesus' favorite words is the word ask. In one passage in Luke 11, he uses it five times in five verses because he wants us to learn how to 
ask. Ask and that's pretty simple. Just he, Jesus puts it out there. How much more will the Father in heaven give good things to those who... If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. In John 14 to 16, he uses the word ask seven times. Jesus is getting ready to leave and he's preparing us, he's preparing his church for what will happen. What's his favorite word? It's a word he repeats most in that passage, the word ask. He wants us to learn to be kids, and kids are able to ask. So if I want or need the Holy Spirit, I position myself first as a child. That's what I am, I'm a child. Second thing I do, I ask. So if I want the Holy Spirit, I say, come Holy Spirit, come to me. Give me your gifts. In my asking, there's something that strengthens my ask. It's called desperation. When we get desperate for something, then we really ask. I really need this. It's not that I want it. It's not that I hope to get it. I've got to have this. And God is interesting that he doesn't get offended by that. He loves it. He loves us to be desperation. And so Jesus tells a story, and I've told it to you before, so I'm not going to tell it to you now. I'm going to tell you a different one. The story about the guy who comes at midnight and he asks for the bread. Why? Because he's desperate. Because he, he needed bread to set before his host, and it's midnight. We don't get it because we don't understand Middle East hospitality. I was in Israel. I know what that is like, and I know why he'd go in at midnight. But we, I would have told him, hey, come back in the morning, and we'll have plenty of food. But he was desperate. Now, let me tell you another story about desperation. A Canaanite woman came to Jesus to deal with her demonized daughter. And so we read about it in Matthew 15, and she gets four difficult no's in response to this request. So she is asked, and now here's the response that she gets. But he did not answer her a word. Seems out of character for Jesus. It's like he's kind of ignoring her. What's that all about? Well, the disciples didn't ignore her because then it says, and his disciples came and begged him saying, send her away. For she is crying out after us. Send her away. She's bugging us. Get her out of here. So that's the second no. Listen to the third no. Now Jesus opens his mouth, and it might have been better if he didn't because when he, he, he was ignoring her, but now he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You're the wrong race, lady. Would have been better if you were Jewish, but you're not. 
she doesn't go away. She's still there, but she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. Now listen to what he says. This is Jesus. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jesus just called her a dog. So first she got Jesus' silence. Then she got the disciples saying, get out of here. Then Jesus says, you're the wrong race. And then he calls her a dog. And she hasn't left yet. What does she say? Okay. Okay. Dogs, they, they come around the table and they eat the crumbs. I'll take the crumbs. That's incredible. And Jesus knew she was going to do this. And he says what he, we don't have any recording of him ever saying this. And what does he say? Woman, great is your faith. When you persist with God, great is your faith. When you don't give up, when you say, well, I guess he didn't, I guess it's not for me. I guess the gifts of the Spirit are not for me. I guess I'm not called to, to, to prophesy or to speak deliverance to people. I guess I'm not called to do this. He loves it when we persist. So we posture ourselves as a child coming to the Father, we ask, we let desperation rise within us, urgency, so that we're really going for something. We're not saying, well, if, if it be your will, we go for it. And then the last thing is we receive. We say, okay, thank you. We receive by faith and we step out. So I'm going to ask you a question now. And we're going to do some things together to, uh, to demonstrate what I just talked about. How many of you prof uh, have the gift of prophecy? Okay, raise your hand if you can. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask that question in about 10 minutes, and I expect a few more to answer. Here's what I want us to do. I want you to get next to somebody that you're real comfortable with. It could be your spouse. It could be the, a friend of yours. Get next to somebody. Uh, it, it'd probably be more fun for you if you weren't next to your spouse. Uh, find a buddy. Everybody stand up and uh, get, get next to somebody because we're going to practice prophecy here in a minute. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to demonstrate what I just talked to you about. So somebody that you're real comfortable with, and then sit down quickly. Do it quickly. Do move, move around. Move around. You're welcome to do it with your spouse if you want, however you want to do it. But as soon as, you, as soon as you're with somebody you want to do it with, sit down. The reason I want to do this is that because it's often tricky for people to, uh, to answer that question. I don't think I have the gift of prophecy. I don't think I've ever prophesied. 
I don't think I know whether whether I had or not. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to get it. You know how you get it? How do you get it? You ask. You ask. And if you really want it, you, you get a little desperate. You keep asking for it. The last thing you do is you receive it in faith, and then you step out. So we're going to do it. We're going to prophesy. We're going to ask, and then we're simply going to do it. So how are, how are we going to do this? We're going to ask for the gift, and I'm going to ask for you. You can pray with me. And then we're going to believe that God actually gives it to us. And I want you to believe that God wants you to have it. To prophesy is to speak encouragement, edification, or comfort. Would you like to do any one of those three things with people? Would that be a positive thing? Now, it's more than encouragement in that there's a timeliness of prophecy. It's like a now word right into a situation. Some people say, how do you know that? How do you know that? How do you speak that now? So there is a timeliness about it. But it's a wonderful gift to ask for. So we're not going to offend the Father by asking for this gift. We're going to ask for it, and then we're going to receive it. We're going to say yes. So after we pray, I want you just to sit there. Don't get nervous. Just to listen for 30 seconds or so, and then I'm going to say, now tell the person next to you what you heard. I want you to listen as if God is going to show. How will he do that? He may give you a picture. He may give you a feeling. He may give you an idea. Something may come into your mind. And that's how God begins to talk to you. Now, what happens when a child begins to talk? Da, da, da. Do we say, no, come on, give me some word. We shout for joy. And whatever sound comes out, we're excited for them. Because they're little kids and they're learning to speak. What about if they take their first step and they fall down? Boo! Boo! Come on, don't you know how to walk? We do that in charismatic circles. We expect things. No. We give you time. You're going to learn this. Take their first step. Say, I don't know if it was really the Lord, but I saw this flashing light coming at you. Go ahead and share what you see. That's when Chorus began to realize, I've got the gift of prophecy. Dad, you say what you see. And she started seeing things. So, Father, we're your kids. And you love to give gifts. And you don't give them to charismatic people. You give them to children. You give them to your kids. We are sorry that we have thought you were the kind of giver that, was, that looked for certain kind of people to give to. And we're sorry we made you into some kind of monster, some kind of person that has special favorites. Thank you that you love to give your gifts. And we love to receive. And so by faith now, do it with me, we receive the gift of prophecy. Because Paul said you can all prophesy, 
That includes me, and I think it includes you. We can all prophesy. So we receive this wonderful gift, and we invite you now to help us learn how to step into this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. It's going to take about 30, 40 seconds just to listen. How's God going to speak? Sometimes through thoughts that come into your mind. Sometimes through... Anybody get pictures when they pray? Anybody? Yeah, lots of you. You might get a picture in your mind. You might get a feeling. You might get a feeling. Some people get feelings when they, when they listen. So whatever, however the Lord does it through you, and then you share with the other person whatever you get. We'll cut for a moment now. Share with the other person what you get, and then we'll share a little bit what happened. Okay? Okay? I'll let you know when it's time to, to share it with the other person. I'm thinking ahead of time. What can I do? We do it with pastors. We have meetings. I, I listen ahead of time. I want to give them words. I want to give them encouragement. So I prophesy over them. The more you do it, the better you get. That sounds crazy. That's how the spirit works. You step into it and you do it. Sometimes you're leading the dance and swallowing. I prayed with so many people who pray for the gift of tongues and they I didn't get it. How do you know? Because I didn't speak in tongues. Why didn't you? Well, you don't just start babbling. Yes, you do. They say, well, I don't want to offend the Holy Spirit. I say, you offend the Holy Spirit by passivity. You don't offend the Holy Spirit by stepping out and failing. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes. 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 If you get 30%, you're batting 300, and you'll be on the all-star game if you're batting 300. 
That's right. That's right. So we're going for it. Now, I'd love to do it more. And one of these Sundays, we'll just do all prophecy. But I'm going to pray for you for tongues. For the gift of tongues. And then I want you to speak in tongues. Now you say, how do I do that? Like a little kid learns how to walk. Exactly the same way. You take a step and you fall down and your parents applaud you. Parents say, way to go. That's what God is doing. You step out. You're not blaspheming the Holy Spirit. So I want you to make a sound. And you're saying, I can't do that with people around. Well, if you can't, do it at home then. I'm sorry you, I'm sorry you feel that way. That Because we're going we're gonna to laugh at you. We're going to laugh at everybody. We're going to say, way to go. You're stepping out. That's what the Christian life is. You, you get out. You ask. You get desperate. You want it. You receive it. And then you go for it. So, Father, thank you. That you love to give gifts. Your word says you love to give the Holy Spirit to those who, hey, come on. To those who what? Ask. That's the key to receiving is asking. So, we ask for the Holy Spirit, and we receive the Holy Spirit. We ask for prophecy, and we receive prophecy. It's not spooky. It's not for people with beards. It's, it's for people who want to step in to the life of the Spirit. And so, you have the gift of prophecy if you ask for it. So many more would raise their hand. Now, those of you that don't speak in tongues, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray now, for tongues to be released in our midst, Father, give us the gift of tongues because that will release us into greater joy. It'll help us in times of discouragement because your word says that he who speaks in a tongue builds himself up and we need to be built up. And so thank you that you give this gift. It's a new covenant gift. It's a gift for the people of God. And so would you release that? Now just... Be in a position of openness. Would you release that to those here who have not yet spoken in tongues? Everybody close your, close your eyes. We're not looking around. And so I'm going to start speaking in tongues. And I want you to start speaking in tongues. When I do, when you hear me speaking in tongues, you speak in tongues. And those of you that haven't before, I want you to be using your vocal cords. You know how to do it. You know how to use your vocal cords because you've been speaking for a long time, most of your adult life, I'd say. And so I want you to start using your vocal cords. And I don't care what you say, it, it makes no difference. But you must get out of the boat and you must begin to speak. That's what it's about. That's how we receive the life of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. I hope you're getting the point. And so thank you, Father, that you release this wonderful gift in our midst and you give it now. And for those that have it, I pray that they would exercise it more and that you would use it for them and use it in ministry. I use my gift in ministry. I was praying over tongues for a guy in, uh, in Sioux City, Iowa. I'll be seeing him again in three, for three weeks. And uh, he stopped me and he said, you're speaking my language, you're speaking Loatian. And it, uh, that was a deep encouragement to me. So why? Because I'm good at languages? No, because the Spirit gives gifts. So release that gift in our midst now in Jesus' name. Okay, so here goes. 
What do you say? It, it matters nothing. Shorapaka, go ahead. Shorapaka, loud, not little. Shorapakarata. Shorapaka, shetarapakaje. Horaba, good. Shorapakanda. Dorapaka, shetaratanda. Shorapakaje. Horapa. Okay. Wrapping it up here. Thank you, Father, that we are your children. Thank you that you love to give gifts, and we love to receive gifts from you. And we receive, and I, there's much more that you want to give us, and we want to step out of the passivity and into active receiving of your spirit. And I bless these newly speaking in tongues that this will become a, a pattern of their life, a part of their prayer life, part of their joy, speaking and singing a language they've never learned. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to give you the benediction, and then we're going to uh, break into small groups just for a few minutes. You can do it for one minute. You can do it for five minutes. We're going to go inside, and I know there's uh, cake and there's some food in there. And uh, for those of you who are able to stay, we'll stay and have fellowship together. So I'll give the benediction. And then you can find your favorite person and have a, a time with two one-on-one two -on -one or get in a little group and just have a little time to pray over what we just talked about, the Holy Spirit and his gifts. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.